You're listening to the Business Shorts Podcast, where we interview successful small business owners in unique markets, all in under 30 minutes. If you want to start a small business and you're not sure what market to enter, or you're looking for actionable advice on how to improve your existing business, you're in the right place. For more information, show notes, and more, check out bshortspodcast.com. So our guest today is Rob Madrid. He's a wash guru, as in car wash guru. And uh, so, Rob, do you mind giving us uh, a little bit of background about yourself? No, no, I uh, come from many years of restaurant operations, and I got recruited out of the out of that industry into the car wash industry from a restaurant recruiter. He called me one day at the restaurant I was running in Dallas, and uh, said I got this opportunity in the car wash business. I said, "That's I'm not going to work at a car wash. What are you crazy?" So uh, I, <clears throat> excuse me, ended up meeting with a guy and I liked him and I liked the, uh, the fact that I was going to be a bigger fish in a smaller pond, uh, in that industry. Kind of, uh, the training was sink or swim and I kind of just, uh, brought what I've learned in the restaurant business and adapted it to the car wash business. Uh, and been doing it ever since. So did, did, uh, operations for about, uh, six or seven years and then gotten to, uh, consulting the past uh, 10 years. Excellent. And, uh, do you own, how many car washes do you own? Oh, just one. We're uh, we're building our first one uh, right now. We should be open late next week, hopefully. We've just got our first round of inspections, and uh, we're looking to open late next week, building a flex serve, a uh, big flex serve in Denver. Excellent. And uh, how many, uh, you say it sounds like you travel around and you help people um, with common mistakes and, and starting up, and how many of those clients have you done over your many years of consulting? Oh, that's, that's a good question. It's one that my partner asked when she... He was vetting me um, a couple of years ago, and it looks like it's probably about 400. If I try to put a put a put a number to it. Oh wow! So when it comes to owning a car wash, is it typical for someone to own and operate one, or, or do a lot of people have a portfolio of car washes, or how does that high level business model really work? Yes. So it uh, it varies quite a bit. Um, there's a lot of one offs. Uh, what what we're seeing in the industry now is the, some big funds coming into the industry and buying up a lot of existing car washes. And there are three or four serious funds that are doing so right now. So my partner, Wash Guru, Casey, his uh, theory on that is that in about 20 years, most car washes are going to be owned by these big multi-unit conglomerates. Uh, but we see we see the whole nine yards, and we do work for, for the big guys as well as the small guys. Interesting. So in, in maybe 10 years, do you see there being still an opportunity for the small guy who just has uh, an entrepreneurial spirit? Yeah, absolutely. You know, take Denver, for instance. Denver is a market that is not saturated yet. And Denver is a boom town. We have 250,000 people moving here every year. So the opportunity keeps growing as population grows. And there are a lot of operators that are wanting to build that are avidly looking in Denver. It's just who gets who gets the real estate first. And what the, what these big kilometers are doing is buying up existing car washes. It's a much easier acquisition than it is to do a, a new build. New builds take at least a year to do. You know, I remember 20 years ago, I would, the car wash was around and you would feed it quarters and you'd have the, the wands and the hoses. I mean, how, how has it changed uh, from there? W- what does a car wash today look like uh, that someone can invest in? So we did a, we did a seminar for DRB. DRB is the biggest point of sale uh, company in, in our industry. They asked us to come in and do a training seminar for all their employees a couple of years ago. And 
we did a lot of research on the history of car washes and it started in late 1800s, early 1900s with uh, just hand washes. And they went to a conveyor chain where they put a hook on your bumper and pulled, pulled along the conveyor and they hand washed your car. Well, <coughs> excuse me, Detroit had a boom of car washes, the $2 car washes in, in Detroit. So historically, it really started out with express hand washes, then express exterior, then went, then went to the full serve model. So there's lots of 50, 60 year old uh, full serve models. And lately, the progression has gotten to back to the express exterior. That's kind of started to boom again in about 2004, 2005. And we've been seeing a lot of a lot of lot more flex serves being built lately because flexes have kind of something for everybody. You know, a six dollar, five dollar, or eight dollar base, whatever the market dictates, plus full service plus detail. Gotcha. Are the the old traditional just wand and spray? I mean, are those still being built? I don't see many new ones. And I get calls every now and then from prospects that want help in that in that arena, and I just don't I don't do that do much of that. When you build an express exterior down the street from one, and you can wash your car for six bucks, it's really hard to wash your car for six bucks at a self serve, and you get also get it dry and express. So I I, I don't imagine that that market's going to last very long. Right. Yeah. You mentioned that uh, it's hard to wash your car kind of manually for five or six bucks, and I, I learned that the hard way. Um, Sebastian and I lived in Houston for a few years, and uh, $5 later, I was sweating and kind of looking at everybody in the air conditioning drive-by, and I, I really regretted that decision. It's so not worth it. I agree. I, it's going to be an obsolete business, and um, so I'm definitely interested to hear more about this automated, uh, these systems. So. so tell me about startup costs a little bit. I mean, what does it take to, to start? Um, how much capital does it take to start a car wash, and, and did you pull in any investment or, or any loans, things like that? So generally speaking, if you know land is going to be about, if you're looking at a building express or, or a flex or a full serve, land is going to be around the million dollar mark. In some markets, you can get B plus to A site for 500 to 750, but it's really hard to find that. Uh, so basically, you generally have to have to consider a million dollars as your as your price point for an acre. So all said and done, if you if you have a million dollar price point on your on your on your dirt then it's going to be three and a half to four million on, on the low side. And that includes all the, all the equipment, all the machinery? Correct. So if you, if you find a half acre for 500000 and you build uh, a 60-foot tunnel in a really cheap building, you can get in for two and a half, three. Okay. But generally speaking, people, people, people want to build the 120-foot-plus uh, car washes. Talking about financing... You know, is it is it a good assumption to say that you know if you find a million dollar property, you can get financing, you know, eighty percent, considering it's an investment uh, from the bank, and then for the other two to three million for equipment, you might be able to find either investors or a small business loan for a certain percentage of that. Yeah. So what we're seeing is mostly SBA. So if you have you know your six hundred thousand, seven hundred thousand dollars in cash, which is your twenty percent, you can borrow eighty percent from a bank that's backed by the SBA. It's a process for sure. It's a lot of paperwork. And if you've never done it before, it's pretty tough to get a loan with no experience. So we find we, our clients that hire us, we inject ourselves into the operation. We write the business plan and say, you know, Wash Guru is going to be ongoing overseeing this, this operation. And it makes the bankers and the SBA feel a little bit more warm and fuzzy inside about, uh, about their investment. When you talk about the 20% down and it being about 600000 do you ever see guys who are very spirited, energetic, who maybe don't have 600000 they will partner with an investor to get that 600000 and then from there they get financing? I mean, do you ever see anybody do kind of a parlay like that? We see a lot of that with the young, with the young guys now. So okay. the, the, 
mid to late 30s and early 40s, you know, not a lot of people have that kind of cash. So they, we are finding two and three partners making that happen because it is tough to, tough to come up with 600, 700 grand. I certainly didn't have it. So what if you wanted to purchase a car wash? So just to recap, I guess, if you were to start from scratch, you buy the land, you buy the, uh, the capital equipment, uh, capital expenses, we're looking at three to four million maybe. Um, say you wanted to buy a cash flowing business already. What, what kind of multiples, what kind of costs are we talking? And is it a feasible route to do that? It's absolutely feasible, and it's, it all depends. They, you know, generally, this is, this is a seller's market. There, there are a lot of people looking to buy washes and not a lot of people looking to sell. So there's not a lot of inventory in the market. We're doing an acquisition right now with uh, a client in Chicago, and it's way overpriced. Generally, we look at valuing a car wash at seven to eight times EBITDA, and that's all said and done. That's land, equipment, and everything. Wow. Uh, several, years ago, several years ago, it was four times EBITDA plus land plus equipment. So now the valuation is just seven times, eight times EBITDA. Some good washes are trading at 11, 11, 10, 11 times EBITDA. That's incredible. And that's what these big, these big llamas are paying for the, for the better washes that are cash flowing. The risk in, in purchasing uh, existing is much lower than building new. Cash flowing entity is going to be a lot easier to sell to a bank. Uh, however, there, there is a formula for, for building a new car wash. You know, I, I was in restaurants for a long time, and I'd be scared to death. To uh, open a restaurant, and I know a whole lot about them. But car washes, there's an actual formula. And when you say uh, you know seven x times EBITDA, what are your typical EBITDAs for? I mean, I know that varies depending on geography and location, but uh, kind of a mid range. What kind of what would you expect? That's that's too difficult a question to answer. We have a lot of full service car washes that are doing thirty thousand cars a year with a fifteen dollar ticket average. You know, they're doing, you know, half a million dollars a year. We've got car washes that are doing over $3 million a year. Those $3 million plus car washes a year are run by very good operators, and they did everything right from the start. Um, and those are flexors. You know, we have express exteriors that do 200,000 cars a year that put down 750 to the bottom line, which would be about a million dollars in EBITDA. It varies way too much for me to, for me to answer that definitively. On the car wash that you're opening, is your plan to start up, get it up, and, and then sell it, or just kind of hold it and cash flow it? No. So this, the location it was very expensive, and the whole build was extremely expensive, way more than the averages that I was giving you. We won't cash flow as nearly as much as we would. That location should be cash flowing 1.5, 1.6 million you know, after the third year, but it won't because our debt service is so high. So it, it would, for for good valuation, good equity out of that car wash, it would take you know a solid six seven years to uh, to really pull a good chunk out of it. So and it's in my backyard, so it's probably going to be one of those those legacy car washes that we hold on to. What are some of the the risks that are involved with running and owning a car wash? Well, it all depends on what kind of car wash. So express exterior, there's a whole lot less people. Uh, your insurance is less less opportunity for accidents. But risk is going to be mostly competition coming in when we do. Uh, feasibility studies and properties where we err on the side of caution and a lot of our a lot of our potential clients don't like that. I had a client in Kentucky get pretty upset with me because I told him not to build. There was two big uh, nationwide concepts that were within two miles of them and there was another uh, one-off building right across the street. So it's pretty obvious, you know, they didn't have to do the math to, to tell them not to build and they were pretty upset about it because they wanted to build so bad. We ran into that quite a bit. So when we do an assessment, we look at not just existing competition, but the potential for future competition to come in. FlexServes mitigate that risk quite a bit because they offer something for everybody. The low base exterior plus the full serve plus the detail 
And if you do it right, there's less risk of people wanting to compete with you. I'm, I'm not afraid to compete with a lot of operators because there's not a lot of operators, good operators in the business. Yeah. Is there something you can do with your car wash to differentiate it and protect, kind of create a barrier so that other people, so that competition really can't infiltrate your market? Operate it well. Very professional. You know, uniform's perfect. The washes that we open for our clients and, of course, the one we're opening for ourselves, we'll, we'll hear it, you know, six times a week. Are you guys a franchise? Because that's the that's the image we portray. So, so to me, uh, a quality car wash is uh, <coughs> the equipment's always working. Uh, the the rollers and and whatnot are in good condition. They actually clean your car. It, it moves fairly quickly, assembly line style. I mean, these are the things for me as a consumer that I would I would call a good car wash. How do you see it? What do you consider a good car wash? Well, consumers look for four things in general: value. Uh, service, convenience, and quality. The number one of those things are convenience. People don't want to sit around anymore. People don't want to wait. That's why everything's being automated. And that's why the express exterior is so attractive. People want to get in and out in five minutes. They don't want to sit for a long time. Right. Making sure your operation doesn't have bottlenecks and eliminates those five bottlenecks. And when you eliminate one bottleneck, you often create a bottleneck down, down the way. So if you're, if you're a good operator, you eliminate all bottlenecks all the time and you have redundancy to mitigate risk for having a bottleneck. For instance, conveyor power pack, hydraulic power pack. I would never buy a conveyor without a power pack without two motors and two pumps. Right. So one goes down, you're still running. And we have a spare parts inventory on hand of the very important parts that if that thing breaks, then you're going to be down. Well, we're only going to be down for a couple hours, and we're going to be able to put it, put it right on and fix it. Redundancy in compressors, redundancy in lots of different uh, – piece of equipment to make sure that you don't ever go down because when you do it's Saturday morning at 10 a.m. you know say we have enough money to get something off the ground how long would you expect to you know once you find land or let's start with finding land how long does it usually take to say I want to start a car wash to find land to build it and to have it up and running what would you kind of expect I've planned the market for instance Vegas I had a client that wanted to build a wash in Vegas and it took me five days to find two really good sites that were feasible one of which was already zoned there are markets like that that are easier and there are markets like Denver that are harder I had a client here that I found them eight sites in in the course of six months six eight months only one of which was zoned ready to go other ones would have had to get a special use permit so it, it depends uh, a lot of operators will tell you it's a year to find the right property but it can definitely take a lot less uh, with the right people. I don't do a lot of speculation. I don't do a lot of real estate. I charge a lot of money to find you a site because it's just because it could take us a ton of time. I've got real estate guys in the, in the industry that will charge you just for the site they find. So they'll charge you, you know, 50 grand if they find you in a site that's rated that's rated to be that's already zoned. So it just depends. Construct construction the whole nine yards. And you're looking at you know once you find a site, you're looking at about a year till you open. Okay, and then to get that kind of cash flow that you were talking about, it just ramps up from year zero to uh, to three years. That's kind of what you would expect to get it stabilized and have a, a solid consumer base? Yeah, we see with, with the better operators and the better sites, it is what I call critical mass about into year three. That's when you have your three or 4,000 members. You've got all this cash coming in. That's kind of what we're seeing. You mentioned kind of going back to the, the finance side, Three to four million all-in cost. What kind of rates of return would you expect once you hit that year three kind of long term? What would you expect? Let's say you're building an express exterior because that's what most people build nowadays, and it costs you four million. 
You got 23 backs, you got a 135 foot tunnel, and it's an A site. You can expect to cash flow after year two if all if everything lines up. There are a lot of car washes that these mega expresses that are built for not much more than that four million dollar mark, and they cash flow very quickly because when they open, it's just gangbusters. Because you know you build it and they will come. And these mega expresses we're seeing do some serious two hundred fifty thousand, three hundred thousand car numbers. Wow. So three-year stabilized expectations on your $4 million investment. Would you expect something around 400000 600000 a 10% to 15% return? No. So uh, you're looking at, let's say you build an express exterior for, you know, three and a half, four million. You're going to, and, and it's, it, it's doing, you know, million dollars in sales, $1.2 million, $1.5 million in sales. You're going to, you're going to cash flow, you know, four hundred, five hundred, six hundred thousand dollars with a ticket average of nine fifty. It all depends on, you know, it's gonna depend on your on your menu pricing, on your market marketing, sales, how many members you have. So operating cost is looking around maybe around five hundred thousand to a million, depending on what type of service you offer. Yeah, it depends. So we're seeing express exteriors, thirty to forty five percent is their bottom line. Flex serves we're seeing twenty five to thirty to thirty five percent. Full serves, we're seeing 15 to 25%. Okay. And you're saying that's the, the typical annual cost of total revenue? That's the typical, typical annual cash flow. Cash flow. Gotcha. Of total revenue. And, and, uh, and not, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not, not, not typical, by the way. It's got to okay. be a good operation to cash flow like that. What are the big expenses or operating expenses? Is it is it is it a lot of consumables? Is there materials, uh, labor? Could you go through those? Express exterior, you're looking at utilities and chemicals, and of course, debt service. And then the flex service and full service models, you're looking at labor. So it's it's definitely a much bigger headache to operate a flex serve, but the yeah, cash flow is, is quite a bit bigger. Your ticket average, you know, we're looking for a $24 ticket average at our at our site. Some of our other clients have a $21 ticket average uh, with you know $3 million in sales. So there's pretty big numbers, but you got to go through the the efforts of, of managing labor. Okay. Um, just to kind of be clear on the, the whole finance, you're looking at, you gave me those ranges of, of a good car wash, 10 to 30%, and that is if you have zero debt service? No, no, no. That's with your debt service. Okay. So if you just bought one outright uh, with no debt, you'd be looking probably around that 500000 on your $4 million cost, so about a little bit less, maybe 12 13%? Yeah, it just it depends on the operation. The full serves that are for sale we see we see their cash flow in eight to twelve percent generally. That's why that's why they're for sale. But their multiple is still pretty high because they can be. How active or passive could you consider this business to potentially be? I mean, could someone really be a passive owner? Uh, yes. The better operations that we see have owner operators present. But we we see plenty of you know if if you're going to be an absentee owner, I would say definitely stick with the express model. A lot less management than it's needed. But yeah, absolutely, multi unit. You get a good multi-unit manager, you have, or you have a consulting company that can that can run your operations. That's uh, you can definitely scale up pretty quickly and and do so from afar. And when you say an owner operator, <laughs> what what's kind of the ideal owner operator? Is there a uh, a competency? Is it someone who's mechanically inclined, or is it just someone who is understands the market? What would you say that ideal person is? It's ideally it's just somebody who cares about their business and it's there all the time and listens and listens to reason from advice from, from people who know what they're doing. We have you know, we have an operator client in Atlanta that he's an owner operator and he is he doesn't he's not very doesn't not very mechanical, he doesn't do his own own work, but he's there all the time and he just cares about the business and he does very well. Uh, but yes, it certainly helps to be mechanically inclined because there's a lot of a lot of moving parts. 
Okay, well, I think that's all of our questions. Now we go into the fire round, which is just a couple of questions. If you had one piece of advice for listeners who want to enter this market, what would it be? Listen to somebody who's done it before. That's good advice, uh, and it sound, kind of matches what you were saying about the ideal person, who someone who can seek out and care a lot and uh, try to find the answer. So I think that's true with a lot of businesses, and uh, I think this is no different. Rob, what about your favorite favorite book, favorite resource that you would recommend? Oh, that's a that's that's a good one. Depends on the on the situation. There's a book called The Goal by Eli Goldratt about a plant manager who couldn't figure out how to make money and brought a consultant in. Talks about bottlenecks and assembly line processing. That's a great book for a for a flex serve or full serve operator. There are other books that have been written in industry industry wide that are you know pretty narrow narrow focused, but I would say uh, that book for this industry is, uh, is a pretty good one. Great. And then resource would be sunniesdirect.com. They are the biggest manufacturer of equipment in the, in the country, and they have lots and lots of, uh, of case studies, uh, that kind of thing that you can get online. Great. Very helpful. And I think that wraps up everything we have for you. We always want to give our interviewee an opportunity to take a second to plug in your own brand. And we know, like I said, consulting is your business. Uh, your brain is what is, is what makes you cash. So, Rob, if you want to take a few minutes and tell us about uh, your business and how people can get a hold of you. Absolutely. So Wash Guru is just washguru.com. We kind of do the whole nine yards. You know, we uh, feasibility study to business plan to uh, development, help with development and construction. Uh, we help you find your general contractor and we, we help manage the, them and the subs. Uh, we go, we help recruit, hire and train managers and staff. And we also do ongoing management. We don't leave you until you're ready for us to leave you. We take our last payment after you're profitable. So we, we have a stake in the game. Like I said, we kind of do everything, and we're building this car wash here in Denver, GleamCarWash.com. It'll be the greenest car wash in Colorado, kind of wash guru showpiece. So all of our existing and future clients can come and see. And, you know, if you want to see if we're a good operator, just come by and see. Absolutely. The proof's in the pudding. That's a good indicator that you guys don't take your last check till they're profitable. Well, appreciate your time, Rob. Thanks for all the info. Uh, it's really helpful, really interesting stuff. Yeah, thank you, Rob. My pleasure. All right, guys, that was our interview with Rob Madrid with carwashguru.com. Um, really good stuff. He's, he's had a lot, to, a lot of experience and a lot to say regarding car washes. Uh, as far as my general impressions, you know, it's a capital-intensive business, uh, way more than I thought. I mean, we're talking millions of dollars here. Um, and then the other thing I kind of took away was it's very active. It's kind of difficult to be absentee. And then land is, is everything. Um, if you don't get an A location uh, and willing to pay for it as well, you're, you're going to struggle. So uh, those were kind of the big highlights for me. What about you, Henry? I agree. Uh, something I'd add is um, the used market, which Sebastian and I, we loved used markets. Um, usually you can find good deals and, and really cash flow monsters. And uh, where I, I think you might be able to find that in the short term with some of these used car wash, I would generally stay away from it because – as Rob mentioned, uh, it's probably a dying market. Um, some of these bigger guys are coming in, and, and uh, my hypothesis is that a lot of customers are unloyal. Um, they would be willing to go to a newer car wash right down the street. So uh, with that, I'm probably out of the used market. Um, when I think about the ideal person who, who can probably walk away with, with some inspiration from this is someone who is young, uh, who wants to maybe take a break from what their their day job is and jump all in to an owner-operator. Uh, if that's the case, 
um, I've, I'd check for two things. One, I'd check my market to see if it's a good market and if I can get an A location, like Sebastian said. The second thing I'd do is I'd try to find uh, some investors. Rob said that that's very common. You may not have 600000 laying around, but uh, if you can find an investor to maybe put up 90% and uh, you put in 10 but all the sweat equity, you could probably find someone interested. It sounds uh, sounds like there are some people out there that, that really love car washes, if, and that must be the case if people are paying 7x, even up to 10x the, the annual profit, the yeah, EBITDA. Yeah, um, so for that, I love car washes uh, that you can get out of this business in five to seven years and be, you know, seven to X multiple. So, um, you know, if it were me and you're young and you're motivated, that's what I'd aim to do. Yeah, well, um, that all sounds good. Uh, check out the show notes online at bshortspodcast.com and uh, we'll see you in the next episode. You're listening to the Business Shorts Podcast, where we interview successful small business owners in unique markets, all in under 30 minutes. If you want to start a small business and you're not sure what market to enter, or you're looking for actionable advice on how to improve your existing business, you're in the right place. For more information, show notes, and more, check out bshortspodcast.com.